0: Welcome to another episode of Canberra Eats. I'm your host Felix Bazgan. On today's show, I talked to Kyle and Sarah. Kyle is a real estate advisor helping emerging restaurant brands. Having been a chef for several years certainly helps him understand the needs of food service. He also creates educational and engaging content on TikTok and other social platforms. For the food service industry, we talk about trends and industry challenges. Let's get to the interview. On the show today, I'm joined by Kyle. Uh, I wanna make sure I get the last name uh, pronounced correctly. Is that in Sarah?
1: In Sarah, that's it.
0: There there we go, good. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so Kyle, uh, while while looking up some info about Kyle, I found that he's a self described recovering restaurant (laughs) owner, which uh, I I thought that was very interesting. Um, So you, you turned real estate advisor. And you help uh, emerging restaurants, uh, restaurant brands. Um, you create some great content for restaurant owners, especially on TikTok. That's where uh, I first uh, kind of found you and really Love that. Saw, saw a lot of that about you. So how is that for intro that, was that that. Did I kind of cover really roughly uh, a little bit about you?
1: That's it. That's me.
0: Okay, great, great. Um, okay, so before we get into what you're doing now, anything like that, uh, give us a little bit of uh, history about how you got here, your professional background.
1: Man, I, I, that might be a long show, some. but uh, yeah, basically, you know, I graduated college and, you know, thought I was doing the right thing. You know, my parents were, the ed- were educators uh, and they were, you know, education, education and um, graduated college and started working uh, Madison Avenue, Wall Street, all these jobs I thought I should have. Okay. And um, it just wasn't for me. So um, right after 9-11, I literally walked off my desk at Prudential Securities. And said, "I'm not doing this anymore." Went downstairs, called my dad, and said, "I'm going to culinary school." I had um, I had worked in restaurants like all through high school and college, and I don't know, like everybody was saying, "Oh, how could you work there? It's so brutal." But I just loved it. I was just drawn to it. So uh, I enrolled in culinary school, and and that's kind of where my whole restaurant career started.
0: Was uh, what uh, did you? <clears throat> obviously besides those, those jobs, was there something more that you wanted to do with it? Like what, what exactly as opposed to like a hundred other things you could have,
1: you could have done? Yeah. Um, you know, I really, at the time, really the nine eleven stuff, I was in the city and I was like, mm-hmm. this, this can't end this way. I don't yeah. want to be cold calling on a desk and trying to sell securities. It wasn't my thing. Right. And uh, at the time, I think, you know, I think back on it recently, actually, um, like Anthony Bourdain, Mario Batali, all these things were starting to become like cool to be a chef. And I'm like, well, this isn't really considered like a yeah, like a, a job. Cause up until then, like this is, you know, uh 2001, mm-hmm. The that if you worked in a restaurant, it's because you couldn't really get a job anywhere else, right? Like that was the that's what people would say. Yeah. And um buddy of mine was going to culinary school and I was just thinking, like, hey, I want to do something that I'm really passionate about. And um, yeah, so I went for the restaurant thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I think you're right. It's basically before. Those guys kind of came about. It was the only one I remember, obviously, growing up was like Julia Child. That was it. She was like the only yeah. quote-unquote celebrity. You know what I mean? And then all the yeah. – that's when the celebrity chef thing came about and became like quote-unquote cool to, to, to be, to be in, that, in that business. Okay, so yeah. after culinary school, what did
1: you do then? So I graduated culinary school, kind of kicked around uh, Manhattan, uh, Jersey City, Hoboken area. Mm-hmm. And then I took a job working in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I was a chef for a hospitality group there for a while. Uh, absolutely loved it, like we were saying just before. But, um, you know, people always say, you know, I'm just going to forget this. I'm going to move to an island and just forget about everything. And I always tell them, you're going to come back. You're going to come back because it is, it does get to be a little, it does wear on you. It's not easy to live on an island. The beaches are beautiful, everything is, is great. Um, but you work a lot. You know, you work while the world is on vacation. So uh, I was down there. I came home. Uh, home was Long Island at the time. And um, actually picked up a consulting gig on the East End of Long Island. And I met a guy who eventually became my partner and we opened up uh, a restaurant on uh, uh, here in Westchester County, actually. Uh, okay. I think that was about 2007.
0: Okay. And how long uh, did you, did you have that?
1: So actually just parted ways with him about two years ago. Oh, okay. So um, okay. I had another little taqueria place in between there. Um, but, you know, I'm 45 and it was just becoming a lot on me yeah. and my family. And I just was you know i felt like i had lost that passion to i you know what happened was i was i was a creator like i created things i was a chef and then as we grew multiple units we're not doing that anymore wasn't doing that as much and i just kind of lost the passion for it and um i just decided what, what what can i translate this experience into for somebody else and that's how i kind of got involved in real estate
0: okay so you are kind of basically helping people that are looking to to, 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 to get started with this based on your experiences, kind of helping them navigate the, so they avoid some of the quote unquote pitfalls or, or get some knowledge firsthand. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, I always felt like, you know, I had, I had the corporate experience. I had the culinary experience and I was kind of like these, there's no connection here and there should be, there's no education. You know, if I, when I worked corporate, if I had an issue, I could go down the hall and ask somebody like, Hey, kind of struggling with this with the restaurant business. It was like, very low barrier to entry. We got in there. We opened up. Made, thank God we were busy because we opened up with like 600 bucks in our account. Mm-hmm. And we just fought our way. We were very successful. New York mm-hmm. Times, good review, best new restaurant in the county kind of thing. But it was scratching and clawing for our life every day. And it right. didn't have to be that way. Right. So I was right. like, how can I get this out there? to be, how, can I, how can I make that experience valuable to other people? Right. And that's really kind of what I love doing right now. Yeah. Okay, good.
0: So it, it comes to, it's an interesting question that I, w- I want to uh, share with people. What what makes somebody kind of want to open a restaurant like food service business? Because I mean, it's mm-hmm. obviously not for the uh, love of long hours, uh, working mm-hmm. holidays and weekends, right? And, and I, I think that's, that's a key question because again, it's like you said, you could leave a nine to five job in an office, you have days, you know, there's obviously something that is much more than, you're obviously not looking for it to, to get rich quick, you know, right. <laughs> like, like you just said. Some so, people are
1: though, yeah.
0: It's true, right? Yeah. So, so when, yeah. when you when you talk to them, do you, do you look to see if they have those, uh, those things in a day, you know, they're gonna uh, carry them through the kind of lean times or the real startup times when, when you talk to folks and you wanna make sure they have that? Because everything else kind of give them, whether yep. it's real education about it, they need to have something uh, inside themselves, right?
1: Yeah, you—it's a total passion business, right? I mean, it's not like. So I had this conversation with a buddy of mine yesterday. He's like, "I just really want to open a restaurant." I was like, "When you're really ready, talk to me because you need to have a real strong why." Like, you know, there's so many things that get involved with opening up a restaurant, and the passion will carry you certain amount of the way, Um, but definitely, you know, the things like the long hours, the the working, the holidays, things like that—that's the. You know, that's like if we're in college, that's the prerequisite. You should have read that before we came before we came to class and started talking about this. Because if we have to educate you on that, then this this is not for you. And um, you know, I I like to like to say that restaurant owners, you know, should should start with a plan of how they want this to end. Sounds really crazy, but people always talking about your startup budget, your startup. How are you going to start? We have that conversation very well. You can Google it, get the answers to that stuff. But Understanding where you want to end up, whether you're going to work here for 30 years, whether you're going to build it up, you know, scale it to 100 units and, and do that thing. There's a lot of variables in there and there's two totally different experiences. So I think having a, the passion plus a thorough understanding of what you're getting into. Otherwise, I've said it all the time, you really just bought yourself a very difficult, expensive and low paying job if you don't do your homework. So it's, gotcha. it's, it's wild to see people just jumping into this industry.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, and uh, I, I think that's 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 a very good point. What what do you what do you see uh, again? Because I was going to say, uh, what have you seen that makes people fail at this? But let's look at it from a positive standpoint. What do you think successful, uh, st- you know, operators, restaurateurs, or things like that? What are some of the things that they they all kind of have in common that you've seen
1: over the years? They have a, they have the big picture in mind. You know, I think the the owners yeah. that are so focus. It sounds crazy, but the ones that are so focused on the food mm-hmm. are the ones that I think miss everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, now I think especially the the events of the last year and a half, you two years now, we realize the importance of digital, right? Like being able to be mobile. Is your website mobile? Can people order from you? Do you, right. you know, create content on platforms like TikTok and Instagram? Mm-hmm. Um, they are constantly adapting. They're not trying to force a concept down somebody's throat. They're not hanging on to something that doesn't work for the sake of it just being the way that it always was. Um, you know, they're dynamic. They, they, they want their business to be successful. They see it as a business. And, you know, it's for so long, restaurants were, this is how we do things. This is the way that it is. People love it, et cetera, et cetera. It, that was already changing. And then, like, you know, the pandemic and everything really opened everybody's eyes up. And hopefully, owners looked at things and said, the good owners looked at things and said, okay, what do I have to do here? like what's going to change for me. And, um, you know, they're, they're focused on driving revenue. They're, they're on the offense. They're not on the defense. I think that's an important, that's an important aspect because like we alluded to earlier, it's, it's such a tough business to sit back and have things come to you. is just winds up manifesting itself, you know, stress relationships, you know, substance abuse, things like that. So, um, it, it's really being proactive in your business, I think. And, and, driving sales and, and building brand. its That's what it's all about.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen given the last uh, couple of years here versus uh, right before that? Are people uh, approaching uh, the business uh, differently or do you think they're still kind of uh, thinking about just looking at this mm-hmm. as uh, uh, just a blip on the radar
1: type of thing, not really affecting their business? You know, I think the smart operators, um, Learned where to you know implement things like technology mm-hmm. uh, increase technology in there for more efficiencies um you know they, they were opportunistic on uh, when when that window was there of taking advantage of some some good real estate um you know i I don't know i I really don't know i think that i think that the you know the 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 avatar of a restaurant an independent restaurant owner in this country um are kind of just happy to be through it at the moment yeah. And, um, feels like things are getting back to normal, but I, I really just generally hope that they learned that this could happen, you know, be shut off overnight yeah. and, um, you know, your business has to be able to adjust. That's yeah. what I really hope. I think, I think time will tell. I think there's still going to be some, um, maybe some shakeout. And I generally think that that's part of the industry. Folks who got involved in the business that were maybe not meant to be in it. So I look at it like a silver lining, like, okay. Hey, okay, this uh, didn't work out for you for a reason. So. But I, I really think the majority of folks learned what was what was up, what they need to do and uh, implemented it along the way. OK, so
0: if we look at some of the trends, for example, obviously everyone sees this now. The cost of goods is going up, labor, all yeah. that. Um, what, what do you think? Is this uh, especially on the labor front? Is this something that um, food service and restaurants, they're going to have to deal with this issue for, for really a long term thing?
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's now it's, it's so front and center, right? Like the, the, the wage for years, restaurants could have they paid people cash. They, you know, people, there were people just kind of, Hey, this is my job. I, I, I make 300 bucks a week. It is what it is. But now, you know, you give that time to people to sit back and really reflect on their life and say, is this really what I want to do? Um, you know, do I really want to work for this guy? He's, you know, I was thinking about it today. Like, the restaurants are so focused on their external brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do they look like to the world? But what are you, what are you internally? And that's what I think people are going to be looking at. Like, how do you, like, are you scheduling me for, for doubles on Friday, Saturday, and then opening up for Sunday brunch? Mm-hmm. It's not cool, you know? Or, or are you giving me a hard time if I can't find a babysitter on a Saturday night? Yeah. It's a job, it's a business. And I think people are starting to realize like, hey, I can, I can turn my side hustle into a career. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the, the the industry lifers are like, I'm really going to take my time and find somebody I want to work with because the opportunities are there. And, and if, if, um, and if it's not you, it's going to be the guy down the street.
0: Right. Right. Um, what, so along with this, what are some of the other things that you see, uh, restaurants uh, having to deal with now that they maybe didn't have to five, 10, 15 years ago, let's say,
1: you know, I really think that competing for the digital real estate right. is not going to be a major component. And it sounds, it sounds crazy, but, you know, the, 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 the ghost kitchens, virtual kitchens, and then just the restaurants that have done a really good job of, of positioning themselves online. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I go to a, a, a restaurant that somebody said, hey, you got to check out, you know, one, two, three kitchen over here. And I like, hey, you know, talk to my wife. Like, hey, let's let's order from here. And I go there and I can't order online or the menu is a PDF. And I got to zoom in. My, you know, I think those things are going to matter. You know, less friction. And and I think digital real estate people now are starting to think like, you know, is it the metaverse and all that kind of stuff. And, and I think we're going to get there. But really, I think it's competing for, you know, space on the screen and right. then how much um, you show up. And I think right. that's that's a big component. That's another hat. You know, I used to say, like, I'm the uh, what is it, the chief cook, the bottle washer and all that stuff. And now you're the chief marketing director mm-hmm. and you're you're you gotta make sure that you're front and center. I think that's right. a not everybody's comfortable with it, but then you gotta you gotta find somebody who is. Yeah.
0: No, you're right. I, I think that's that's a key thing because I noticed again just obviously the, the growth of TikTok you see uh uh the 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 ones that have really taken to it and have made themselves again a sole proprietor whatever like the face of of the brand of themselves yeah. so you really kind of open up uh their back of house which Again, for years, you know, even here internally we used to tell people, "Man, if you've seen some of the back house of these places," uh, yeah. But it's true. It's like, but that's that's the uh, transparency that's needed now. And as you as you talk about, like social media and co- competition digitally, you know, a lot of companies, uh, food service, not necessarily everyday restaurants, fed success kind of uh, nationwide. For example, uh, I know I've ordered like on Goldbelly, you know, different mm-hmm. types of others cooking, yeah. whatever you name yeah. it again, and it's expanded the audience really nationally, if you will, for, for some small uh, oh, yeah. places. So, again, there's, there's a lot of options and opportunities for people, for existing ones, as well as new, new ideas.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point because here in Westchester, County, there's a place called Walter's Hot Dogs. It's been mm-hmm. around over 100 years. Mm-hmm. They're hot dogs. You're not going to go there and get chili dogs, or you're not going to get relish. I think they just started allowing ketchup to be an option like two years ago. Um, but they're split, they're grilled, they're great. And if you've ever grown up here and you move somewhere else, you're like, oh man, I would, cry, I would kill for a Walter's hot dog. The amount of orders they had going out on Goldbelly was staggering. Like, wow. I mean, stacked to the ceiling, you know, three or four boxes wide, and um, you know, they're hundred years old. Yeah. They've adapted to be this. Now we should ship on Gold Belly. Um, but yeah, and to your point too, there are people selling cookies that they make online. And, you know, I've ordered croquettas from Miami uh, via Gold Belly, you know? So um, this is just a lot of different dynamics, but it's it's an opportunity to sell beyond the four walls of your restaurant to be like an e-commerce platform. That that was definitely never on the radar when I was coming up.
0: Yeah, it's true, right? Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about uh, kind of what you've seen, Obviously, how did you see or how do you see kind of TikTok, some of these uh, platforms really uh, helping or providing an, uh, an opportunity for uh, brands to really uh, make themselves really visible?
1: Yeah, man, I am. So it's really interesting. I was on this panel the other day talking about TikTok for restaurants. Mm-hmm. And the guy running it was like, we got to get a restaurant to be on here talk to us how they're doing it. I mean, we could not find, I mean, there are a handful on there that we finally found through some digging and the availability didn't work out, but I'm just stunned. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm straddling the line. I'm both stunned that it's not happening, but I can also understand that there's a little bit of creativity and I know restaurant owners, I know, you know, they're like, ah, I'm not doing, I I don't have time for this, you know, let the hostess do it. But you know, like, like you guys do a fantastic job of having those people front and center and this is what it is. And you guys are on the camera and you're like, here's our story. Here's our product. And you make it, you make it entertaining. And uh, I think it's an enormous opportunity for restaurants and, and you got to figure it out. I think it's, it's, it's fun. It yeah. allows you the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I'm, I really love the idea of putting your staff out there as like characters in a reality show. creates sure. a connection. It's, right. it's it's really like hospitality beyond the four walls.
0: Right. What's been the feedback to the content you put out there? Because you put out quite a bit of content. <laughs> What's and, and some of it's interesting because it's kind of given the old, uh, uh, hey, I'm telling
1: you, uh, kind of the, uh, the 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 hidden uh, stories, if you will. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I so I do. <laughs> so I work now in commercial real estate, working with restaurants, helping them build out their real estate pipeline from three to five unit operators to huge corporate. Restaurant groups. Uh, and we had a meeting the other day. And like the second the zoom camera came out, was the CEO of like I think they have about 20 units. So they're substantial. And uh he's like, Hey Kyle, uh, I saw your TikTok. I'm like, oh Jesus. Okay. But you know what? I, I really um <laughs> I also work in commercial real estate, which is not known as the most progressive forward-thinking <laughs> industry, right? So um it's been the ones who think who are like my, like, Oh, this is great. I would love what you're doing. Still. A lot of people aren't getting it. You know, there's still the commercial real estate industry is Like oh, you're giving it all away. And the, the restaurant people are like, this is awesome. I love, thanks for telling me this stuff. So uh, I'm just going to keep going. Cause I think it's, it's yeah. like, anybody can look up how to write a business plan, right. you know, six months of operating capital, but well, they don't tell you that, you know, a lot of times you're going to be stuck at that work at that place for, you know, Hey, people are gonna call out. You got to do certain things, and right. um, so I, I want to open that up and just let people know because it's money. You're throwing real money into this. You better make sure you know what you're getting into.
0: And I think that's that's where the uh, the, the real secret is. To um, again, when we talk about transparency and, and and being open and letting people see your day to day as you're building something, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, like the the rule book or the the stuff like you say you can look up can be you know twenty pages. The stuff that you find out that the hard way is, you know, two 200 or 2000 pages that, you, yeah. that somebody would actually take the time to either write about or talk about a lot of things yeah. that you do. So, yeah,
1: it's, it's funny. Like sometimes people will like try to give me crap for it and say like, oh, you don't even own a restaurant. What are you talking about? I'm like, right. dude, man, I could. I'm the guy that walked into a restaurant, signed a lease. We didn't even start construction yet. And the basement was flooded. Right. Like what did I do wrong there? There's that's an important lesson for somebody. It has no bearing. There should be no bearing on your thought of me that I'm not in the restaurant today. I made that major mistake, you know. Um, So I I think that that behind the scenes stuff and showing people who who you're gonna have to be to run a restaurant Mm -hmm. may be a lot different than who you are now, and you better enjoy that process.
0: Right are you yeah. advising again with all the like we talked about some of these trends obviously the ghost kitchens thing and the opportunity to shift what you offer you know by the day digitally you know somebody looking mm-hmm. up a name of a business and you could literally have a you know seven different type of virtual brands if you will uh are you seeing are you advising people differently on what they be they should be looking for as they build out you know whether it's the back of house things like that uh you know kind of for for the future not just for you know today
1: yeah, I think, you know, One depends on the concept, right? Like what right. you're looking do. And A lot of restaurants have now shifted to, hey, I realize I need a separate area. because So in my world, the conversation as it pertains to layout and design was, man, all these restaurants are going to be in the beginning was all these restaurants are shifting to more pickup and delivery. Footprints are going to get smaller. They don't need 3,000 square feet. Maybe they need 1,200 or 1,500. But it's actually not happening like that. It's that what they're realizing is a lot of these folks are saying, I actually need this space for another line in my kitchen because that back line is just doing takeout. Right. The front line is doing in-house, you know, um, that's a real challenge. If, if you're, if you're heavy on both a 60, 40 split or even 80, 20 split front of in-house versus out, you can't sacrifice the experience for the guests in here. So um, yeah, we, we do. It's definitely an added question when we're talking to you about real estate because there's that pull-up parking issue. Like do you need the ability yeah. for drivers to pull up? Um and there there's also the, the square footage, you know, can they add another line in here? Can they, um, you know, some places don't want you to be a heavy pickup. And of course there's the drive-through that, that people are going crazy for. Um, but it's um, ultimately it's, it's so, I think it's so case by case basis, that there's not a universal real answer. Um, but I think going back to what we started with in the beginning, understanding what you've learned about your business, like really looking in the mirror, and saying, hey, I gotta make this menu smaller. I don't care that the Smiths come in every Tuesday night. This thing doesn't sell otherwise. Uh, how can I make my, you know, containers um, you know, more uh, you know, friendly for delivery? Um, how can I take better care of my products, you know, uh, things like that? Um, it's it's really it's really been an interesting time to see how quickly things have changed and then how how folks are adapting to what's going on. I mean, look at like the Brooklyn dumpling shop. Mm -hmm. That would have never been on our radar, you know, Mm -hmm. and now you're going to see that, that automated process, I think, expand to other things like empanadas or who knows what else. And I think it's, it's really, really interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you you ever have people uh, reach out to you and they're at a point in the process where you wish you could tell them you should have come to me a little bit
1: earlier? (laughs) (laughs) Like twice a day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. It's hard. it's so hard, right? Because these these folks are, and it's funny, like I think in my head, they say like in social media, like in TikToks videos, think about who you're talking to. It'll be helpful. Like if you think if I'm talking to, you know, an army commander versus I'm talking to an eight-year-old, it's a different conversation, right? So I have two guys that I think of that are, one is an independent guy, longtime restaurateur. And another one is like building this huge concept, you know, multiple units across the country sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. So But when I'm talking to that that guy who's like, man, I'm just kind of like stuck here paying my lease. And yeah, it's tough because he's not he's seen it all, been through it all. And now he's like, one more thing, but he can't really retire. Um, Those are tough to look at. But I I think it's ultimately you got to look at it as, hey, man, I I, I gave everything I could. This was the last thing that I want to do. I'm, I'm working with a guy here, 40 years in the hotel restaurant business. He's like, I'm just done. I did, I did the renovations. I've adapted my menu. I've been through pandemics, you know, all these things. Um, but yeah, some, some guys are, I, I one guy was like, uh, Hey Kyle, I got to get on this, this ordering. I got to get on mobile ordering stuff. And I'm like, perfect. Well, what do you, what's your POS? He's like, I don't have one. I'm like, dude, we got, I mean, this was last year. This was not like 10 years ago. He doesn't have POS. What do you use? like, Oh, we just, you know, Hey, this is $40. This is $19. So, um, yeah, I do. And it's interesting to see. I mean, that's what I love about this job. And I think that's why I like restaurants is it's it's not the same thing every day. Mm So I I love that part of it. All right.
0: Great. All right. What's the the future hold for you?
1: Oh, man. I think my wife just asked me the same question. (laughs) (laughs) What does our future look like? What's our future look like? You know, I really... My short-term goal right now is exactly what you said, is trying to find or trying to make myself available Mm -hmm. digitally in person um, to answer questions and be there and give you the real answer. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need me to tell you that your food cost should be 30%. Your labor cost should be this. Let's get into really how you're going to get there and what that's going to look like for you. So um, my goal is to really just, share that experience with folks so they can make better decisions there's so much coming at restaurants now there's increased tech you know there should should we do a ghost kitchen a virtual kitchen should we expand should we sell off units um i just for me i just i really always wish when i first saw the restaurant there was somebody i could really like a coach a restaurant coach who could say hey do this don't do that because you know the personal stuff is a sacrifice and financially it could be a sacrifice. So uh, I just want to make people aware of what they're getting into and give them at least my experience. I don't have all the answers, right. but I can tell you what I did right and wrong. And I think there's some value there. Okay.
0: Great. Great. Well, thank you. We, uh, pre- I appreciate the, uh, the time and uh, yeah, definitely look forward to to see more of great content. Uh, yeah. We'll have all your links to Instagram and definitely TikTok awesome. invite everybody to check that stuff out. Cause it's, it's, Again, I think the uh, and I think the, the key thing that you do great there is where where all the social communications going. It's entertaining and educational at the same time. If you could communicate one interesting thing that's of value really quickly, but it, somehow it sticks in someone's brain, and it mm-hmm. kind of makes an impact. Uh, I think that's that's real value there. So
1: I'm going to give you guys a shout out because I was you know it's really impressive the TikTok algorithm like. For the TikTok to connect me to Cambro, I was like, What the how the heck did they know? Like, (laughs) it's such an iconic name to me. And uh, I was, you know, it's to the point where I was trying to explain to my wife, Cambro, this is crazy. I love the camber, this is insane. And I said, It's it's like I will refer to things in my house, like I need a cam, and but it's it's like a you know, a (laughs) pork container. But like, um, I, I think you guys do a phenomenal job because restaurants, for example, have tons of things they can make content with hey this is why we buy this whiskey this is where we get our beef this is why we pick our uniforms right you, for you guys to make what you guys have there interesting yeah. and creative as a shout out to you it's really awesome i uh, appreciate
0: it appreciate it it's uh it's, it's yeah. definitely fun it's 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 definitely great to work with a, a brand that's been around so long so it's uh yeah it's it's, it's a lot of uh, a lot of fun so uh but yeah thanks again and uh we'll uh, we'll see you online
1: yeah i'll be there man All right, thanks, thanks felix
0: all right good all right well that was excellent thank you so much for your time i appreciate it kyle yeah
1: those Uh, are awesome questions
0: yeah well you know it's again i was trying not to make it too long but really interesting i i think like like i said that the stuff that that you do is is fascinating the the tidbits and the real insight things that again some of the 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 folks have been through the trenches they'll they'll recognize that stuff. so people like to see it uh but mm. mirror back to them in a kind of fun, interesting way. And it also works well for people who a have no clue about all the different things. Cause like, like, you know, like I said, it's whether, you know, I worked here for a number of years, but every place you work at whatever industry it's there's always so much unwritten stuff that you just, <laughs> you
1: yeah. Know. Like, how do you get it out there? How do you get it out there? I mean, that's, yeah, that's exactly. The,
0: yeah. yeah. And so, yeah.
1: Uh, I started right, right? like, I, I started like this, uh, you know, because you you know how it is. I mean, you go out to a restaurant and like as a former restauranter, I'm like thinking like, oh my God, why do they use this? That looks great. Yeah. That looks like why why? And I'm like, I gotta start writing these down because these are all content pieces. Yeah, and you know, you start to think of, you know, I had like this narcissistic ex-partner. And I'm like, that's content. That's a piece of a content. Like dealing with this guy every day yeah. was a challenge. and yeah. it's the whole piece on partnership. And um yeah, there you can't pick up that book like, oh, how to deal with crappy restaurant partners, you know, it's that's it's. True. It's, it's true. It's, uh, everything's all sunshine and rainbows in the beginning, but nobody gives you that. Yeah, yeah. The, the dirt behind it.
0: And one thing I, I did actually kind of forget to ask you, how did you, uh, you know, when, with, with TikTok, I know that's still, you know, a year and a half ago, was like almost new to a bunch of people, besides like a bunch of young people. How, how did you kind of look at that and say, oh, this is an interesting kind of tool that I can <laughs> really use to, you know, to, to further the
1: message? You know, I, um, well, the first thought was, I, I missed the Facebook thing. I did all right on Instagram, but I was, at the time, I didn't understand content. You know, I didn't understand what it really meant. And um, now where I am now, and so niche, right? Like, I'm not looking to do a dry cleaner deal. I'm not buying a multifamily property. I'm not developing a site. I'm doing real estate leasing for, I'm representing restaurant tenants and their battles against landlords. Um, and I was like, there's a lot of content there. Mm-hmm. and i truthfully was working at cbre which is like a big time publicly traded commercial real and i was uh, getting called into the office every day for b- bullshit posts like what's the difference between a, a vanilla box and a fully built out space should you buy an existing restaurant or should you pay for the landlord to build it out and they're like you can't talk about that stuff and i'm like then what the hell am i doing here like this is so i made the switch to boutique boat brokerage and i told them, i said look man i, I don't I don't want to have the problems that I had over there. And he's he's like, let's just nip this in the bud right now. I can't think of anything that you would post that would be a problem for me. I'm like, perfect. I'll work here. And uh, I got on TikTok to embarrass my daughter. <laughs> that was it. If you scroll back through my things, there are some awful dancing videos. And she's cringing. And, you know, she's still this day. She's like, oh, like you on TikTok will make a comment. Um, but then slowly, you know, it started becoming like educational. And the Gary Vee stuff is in my ear. and. Um, yeah. And it's just fun. Instagram got boring to me. LinkedIn, forget it. It's like going to the library. Um, and I think it's just the way we're going to consume content.
0: Yeah, that's no, true. It. I think, you, like I said, it's short to the point where you're not putting in 20. Oh, I got to cut over these 20 things. Here's 10, 20 things you need to know. Oh, here's the one yeah. thing. Great. Come back tomorrow if you're interested find something else about something different. Yeah. So.
1: And the, and the, and the platform, I think allows for people to have multiple, uh, there's a bunch of people have used this term before, like at bats, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, if it doesn't work, keep going, make another one. It doesn't, it doesn't punish you for creating more content and uh, encourages you to be creative with the same sounds as other people. And Hey, we'll put it out there. I think it's, I think it's really great. Yeah. Great. All Um, right. Well, thank you.
0: I appreciate your time and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch.
1: Yeah, this of course. Very, very, nice meeting. Meeting. very
0: nice meeting you. Very nice meeting you actually in person besides yeah. the uh, comment section.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, um, I was, it's so funny. I was saying the other day, uh, you guys did something about like the lids. I uh-huh. was like, oh, like, I hear what it was. And I was like, I said to my wife, I was like, you have no idea how <laughs> glorious that is to look at because fucking, there's nothing worse. The Vatae <laughs> what the actual worst thing is, the worst thing is when I have the Cambros, and then something happens to the lid uh-huh. and then... Somebody in the restaurant orders like third party lids that don't yeah. quite fit.
0: We, we get to see me all the time. Uh, I ordered these lids uh, and they don't fit your container. Like those are not our
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel, yeah.
0: I feel so bad. I feel like so yeah. sorry.
1: <laughs> I, I remember the conversation with my manager. He's like, you know, because you incentivize them to save money, but they got to also drive sales. He's yeah. like, no, these were like 60 cents cheaper. I'm like, they don't <laughs> fucking fit, dude. Like they don't fit. I'll pay $60 more if they fit. <laughs> I, I was so annoyed. But that's so what I saw them. I'm like, this is what I wish our kitchen looked like at home. <laughs> uh, but awesome, right. man. Thank you for the opportunity. I, I appreciate it. All right. Have a good right. day. See you later. later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening. For more information on Kyle and links to his site, please visit cambroeats.com. Till next time, stay hungry.